We are just two days away from the start of the NFL draft. And earlier today, I was lucky enough to talk to an NFL reporter who happens to report a lot of New York Giants news. On Twitter, he goes by the username NFL Unnamed. He's very trustworthy, and I highly recommend giving him a follow. I learned a lot of information from him, and I'll share it with you all right now. Hey, thank you for doing this. It means a lot. Alright, so, to start, the Gi- yesterday there were reports that the Giants have had multiple meetings with Justin Herbert. Is that all a smokescreen? Um, I think what you're seeing really is, um, you know, they have, a, they have a franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones. At least when people have talked to you, you know, Herbert hasn't very good of a conversation, so I think that's pretty telling. Um, and, you know, what you want to call the smoke screen or whatever, I mean, they're just trying to sell that number four pick, and um, it's kind of like a rush. Like, you know, the market isn't looking good, and I also feel like a last-ditch effort from big gentlemen to try and, um, or someone to trade up. Um, you know, Miami's been interested in Herbert. We don't know about the Chargers. Um, there's been reports this week that, you know, Herbert has jumped uh, to uh, as far as the quarterback rankings just because of the health and everything. So, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, it, it is a screen, and, uh, you know, the, the Giants aren't really truly considering taking a quarterback in this year's draft. Yeah. So you said there's not a whole lot of interest right now in that fourth pick. If they if they do reach a deal, uh what are some what's a realistic offer or what are some like what are some picks you could see them getting back? Um I mean it really depends on uh you know where they trade back. If if it's gonna trade back with Atlanta and have a first round pick. Um, you know, we're looking at a compensation that their first round pick this year, a second rounder and maybe another first next year. I mean, we're jumping inside the top five. I don't want to trade up. Um, that's, that's, you know, the word on the street right now. If you're looking at a team like the Chargers or Miami, you'll get, um, you know, you'll get the fifth or sixth pick, and then you'll get a second round pick, and maybe, you know, a fourth round pick, or a fourth, you know, fourth round pick in 2021. So, you, you know, um, it just depends how far you're going back. And the farther you go back, obviously, you know, the more you're going to get a return. Um, but you're sacrificing, you know, being willing to get an elite player. So, you know, I don't, you know, Dave Gellman talked about why he hasn't traded back in the past. He talked about how, you know, he's, he, he, he doesn't want to trade out of a good player. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like it's not going to be a disappointment. Obviously, they, they want to trade back, but, you know, they're not, you know, they'll still, if they have to, they'll still stay at four and most likely take a lineman. So, um, that's just the reality situation. The compensation, um, in reality, like, you know, if I think the Giants want to trade back because they probably, probably think they can get, you know, the same one and a couple picks later than number four and all. So it's just all about accumulating value to draft out that. Um, I thought they should have traded back in 2018. Um, you know, not only taking the running back second overall, but um, they could have gone much more on that pick. It was with the Colts got, you know, that package they got from the Jets. So trading back, I'm always for that. Um, and, you know, yeah, you you mentioned they earlier today. You said that the, uh, if they stay, at, they're trying to get a tackle. And just now, again, you you said it again. And if they trade back, they they feel like they can get that same tackle a couple picks later. Is 
is tackle versus Isaiah Simmons that conversation that's going on right now, and what makes you feel like tackle is the way that they're leaning right now? Well, um, you know, I've, you know, I've fought with, like, high-level specialists in the organization. Um, I've told him, you know, 
and was, you know, I think it's really worse than that at year. And what puts Thomas maybe in that conversation is the fact that he's had a lot of college experience. Um, this guy's been an All-American and, you know, he's been a starting left tackle in Georgia. So, you know, if they want to move forward in the right tackle at the start of next year, um, then, you know, Thomas can start probably leading with a left tackle. Um, Thomas's ceiling isn't as high as a guy at first or real, especially not as high as that thing, because, you know, his physical, he's a beast. Um, but, you know, he's, he's more of a guy that, you know, he's probably the most pro-ready tackle at left tackle, at least. So, um, you know, I, I, I would say that now Thomas will reverse. Um, I'm not a, I'm not an evaluator, but, um, you know, he's been real up at them, but I'd say those three, and then you could have that kind of a wild card. And because there are really three, two, three, maybe four tackles that they could all that they could all pick, if the Chargers do say, "Hey, we're not going to give you our third rounder to move up two spots. We'll give you our fifth." What's the point in not moving back two picks and still really possibly getting the guy you would want it for, or just getting your second tackle on your board? That shouldn't be too much lower than that number one tackle on your board. I think you have to look at uh, the risk versus reward. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, even Chargers jump, jumping two picks, you know, teams want to go get their quarterback. And the Chargers are trading up, they're taking the quarterback. I think that is kind of a clear distinction that, you know, is, is, is you know, across the media. Um, so the Chargers will give up, you know, I think they'll give up the third, maybe second round pick, you know, at least the Giants, so um, I don't think that's something they necessarily have to worry about, um, although I will think, you know, the Giants aren't going to just trade back for peanuts. If they, if they really like a tackle, they'll, you know, they, they can just stay there for a yeah. I mean, Jonathan hasn't ever traded back, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not like, um, you know, they're, they're not going to just trade back, just trade back, um, but they, they, they believe in, I mean, the way the, the draft order and the needs of the teams have been presented itself, you know, it's pretty clear that they can probably maximize your value by trading back, but we just have to wait and see, you know, if the offer comes. I mean, Gentleman did say that he wanted um, to have, you know, the offer in place before they're on the block. Um, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see if you don't see it before draft day, you wonder, um, especially with all these, you know, online drafts, technical difficulties, you know, it'll be a little bit harder to pull off a trade while they're on the block. Um, but I, you know, I wouldn't rule that out either, obviously, but, um, you know, we should see it and pretty soon if it's going to happen, in my opinion. And with all the draft rumors going on this past week or so, something that hasn't been talked about as much as it previously was, was the Yannick Ngakwe trade, who you feel like he has to be out. He's already tweeted he he wants out. He's, he recently got in a fight with the Jaguars' owner, and there's no reason for the Jaguars to really keep him past this year's draft. Do you think the Giants will will trade will try will push hard to trade for him, or even if it's not them? Can you see? Are there any other teams you have in mind that could um, that could reach a deal with the Jaguars to get Ngakwe? Uh, I, 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 listen, I didn't talk to my high scores about um, the Ngakwe trade. I talked to a Giants supporter about it actually, and um, he told me uh, it was very unlikely. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of things where people are saying that the Giants trade the fourth pick um, and Leonard Williams, you know, because the cap space to the Jaguars for the ninth pick and got, like, the Jaguars wouldn't do that. And I don't think the Giants really have the draft capital or they, 
don't think they can afford to give up their draft capital. They're not. They shouldn't give up two first round picks. The reality of the situation is they're going to be a losing team next year, and it's unlikely that they trade for the offer. I mean, it doesn't really make too much sense for them. If you look at it this way, they're going to probably have a top ten pick next year. And giving that up, you know, probably a top ten pick this year, a top ten pick at least next year, plus like the twenty million plus in draft rate that I want. Um, listen, do I think the Jaguars can throw them during the draft or before the draft? Absolutely. Um, but they want to offer him. You know, this is a good player. He's 22 years of age. Um, showing a lot, you know, a lot of flashes of promise. Um, and this is someone that you know, pass rushing, you need it. But I mean, so um, you know, if you know, the Jaguars aren't going to let him go for nothing. Um, kind of like what Tony Khan said, they need proper uh, compensation. No, I don't disagree with that. So you know, I don't have any specific teams in mind that I think he can be traded to. Um, you know, I, I think um, this. I'd say a team with ample cap space to pay him, but also a team that thinks they can compete like right now. Because, you know, you don't hand out a contract to a pass rusher like that, like 20 plus million and trade multiple first round picks. If you're a team like the Giants, frankly, who can't really afford to give up first round picks, they're a rebuilding team. Um, you know, the, the defensive side of the ball is definitely be fixed, but it needs to be fixed through the draft, not through free agency. Even in 2016, you know, they had that good defense that one year. But you look at the cash situation fell apart um, years later. You know, you need to go through the draft. And uh, that's been the Giants plan all along. Uh, you know, they, they weren't uh, crazy with the agency this year. They still run 17 million cash space. So and I've been on them. Yes, they've signed veterans before the season. They've like some of these like 20 mil. Um, but, you know, they, they're not really in that situation right now. Yeah, yeah. And... If they do, if the Giants do draft a tackle at four, does that guarantee they draft a defensive player in round two? Or if there is someone like Cesar Ruiz or Lloyd Cushenberry in the second round, will they be tempted to to go back-to-back with offensive line to really solidify it? I mean, really anything can happen. It depends how the boy falls. If they see a receiver they really like, if they have a first-round grade on, they could take a receiver. You know, they, they could take a center. You know, they talked about addressing center. I think that they, they think Nick Gates can step in at center. But, you know, it might not be ideal, to be honest, um, considering his lack of experience. Um, so at the end of the day, I, I, I just think that um, second round, you know, it, it, it's very, very hard to predict second round picks and their targets. Um, but let's just say that there will be, which is what I reported on, you know, Thursday night, I think Friday. You're going to see them probably trying to address the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, just in some, some aspect. Um, I feel like that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um but again, you know, if, if they feel like there's a center there would like a receiver with a guy like Denver, they'd be slipped out of the first round. Like, you know, who's you, saying they won't take them? So, you know, the first round's very, excuse me, the second round is very hard to predict. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the target would probably be a receiver, you know, another one with an empty center, but, you know, probably not a guard, but most likely a center, um, or you get a defensive side of the ball. Um, that's that seems reasonable just based on what's being said. Yeah, and uh, it was reported that Gettleman is interested in, I think Jalen Rager is the receiver. Do do you see them drafting a receiver earlier than some might expect? Um. Uh, well, I mean, I guess defining the, I mean, they they won't take a receiver in the first round, but um. 
I think it's definitely impossible to take on the second and third round. I look at the receiver situation, and, you know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's that. I mean, Darius Slayton is a wide receiver, too. He's had a lot of promise, but the kid, if we're being realistic, you have a kid fly at wide receiver one to three. Then you got a slot receiver in Phil Shepard, and another slot receiver for Um, You know, and I know you have anything in but, you know, you don't know if he's going healthy. You need an extra receiver one. You need a receiver with size. I mean, the Golden State side is so fun for me. His guarantees are voided now because of the PED suspension, so I'm surprised that they didn't release him. I mean, obviously, Gellman, you know, I doubt it, but he made a mistake, and probably wouldn't have the job status, to be honest, but, um, you know, I still think they need another receiver in that real way. Cut him down and go to take the snaps, and, you know, going for a wide. Um, I, I, yeah, I think they need another receiver in that room, and then if they dress him for the fifth round pick like Spain, the second or third round pick, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'd agree that receiver's a bigger need than something. Because also, Golden Tate, he's not he's not in his prime. Shepard is injury prone, and Slayton, we really don't know what his potential, like how far his potential can go. But do you? see them drafting a running back maybe some like a bigger one like an AJ Dillon kind of guy later in the draft yeah again it, I mean it could be possible um you know I, I think the Dion Lewis signing uh definitely helps um and obviously Saquon coming back being healthy um you know with an improvement draft you expect you should probably be expecting a big year out of him but you know keep in mind Wayne Gallman is still on the roster so um you know I think that running back they're I've seen some mocks with them getting a kicker in like the seventh round with their last pick. Do you see that as something that could happen to add some competition for Aldrich Rosas? I mean, they're paying Rosas was it, around $3 million next year, so which is kind of surprising. Um, it's a pretty high number for a kicker. Um, I, I respect the kickers, though. Um, you know, he, he already really struggled last year. Rosas is a hell of a talent. Um, you know, that's an issue with kickoffs, going out of bounds and doing a little bit, but that is partly snap-related. Um, I, I don't think they're going to draft kickers, to be honest. I, I think they could bring in another one um, to competition. Listen, I know Joe Jones is the special teams guy. I was actually talking with Drew uh, Kayser, a former uh, Chargers punter. Um, you know, he's, he's trying to get back in the league, and he's talking about the Giants and the opening. And, you know, they want to bring a couple guys in for competition. Um, I think something to note is Riley Dixon. You know, he had a good year last year, but he's not an elite punter, and I know they just extended them, which is a little bit puzzling to me. Um, but he's not like a big, big boot. Um, so I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna bring in depth guys for the practice squad, probably um, put some pressure on those two guys, um, just naturally, kind of like an every year thing. Um, but you know, you never know. I mean, this is just as a special teams guy, so if he if he thinks, you know, in the year place kicker or punter, which is probably unlikely based on the, the numbers that Rosas and Dixon are getting paid. Um, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. There's also been more talk of 
them trading back from pick 36, is that that much of a possibility, or is it just something that's being talked about, just to throw some news out there? Um, I think, you know, acquiring draft draft, I think they could trade back from any pick, really. Um, I think, you know, 36, you have to, you know, you just have to be presented with a feasible offer. Um, I mean, the reason why, like, you know, trading back at four is getting so much and the guys bring that picks for sale is because, you know, you look at the board, you look at the quarterback, you look at the team, the new quarterback, you are picking behind the Giants, but nationally it's going to work out that way. You know, teams like to go up and get their quarterback. So, 36, you know, I'm never going to say never train back, but, you know, if there's not, like, a reasonable motivation, like, you know, I don't, I don't see them, like, trading back, just trade back. And my last question is more of an NFL, this question in general, or, like, not, not necessarily Giants-related, but why don't we see more... Are more uh, mock trades with teams trading up to three right ahead of the Giants to get Isaiah Simmons. Because I feel like there should be some teams, maybe the Jaguars, if they don't feel like they can get him but love Simmons. Or the Panthers, if they feel like the Giants or Chargers will get him ahead of them. Why aren't there... Why isn't as a trade up to number three to get Simmons being talked about more? Because the Lions do need to... Tra- or are talked about as a team that could uh, definitely trade back? Um, you know, I, I think one main thing is, um, you know, it, it's hard to trade up to number three overall and take a linebacker. Um, and Simmons is a really good player, really versatile, but, it, you know, and that's what makes him really good. But if you, if you really look at Simmons, you know, he's not great overall at any single position. It, it's his versatility that makes him so good. Um, it's so valuable, especially like a passing league like this, where you know he's, he's good at running tight end, he's good against a run. You know, he can coverage wise, it's rare to see um, a guy like that at his size. Um, but I just don't think he's that like polarizing a prospect. Where it's like you have to trade up that high yet. You should just trade up for the quarterback. And um, I mean, Detroit could take him. Um, I, I think you know he might slide past the top five. I think there's a chance that happens. Um, so. At the end of the day, it's like, you just, you know, you don't know. I mean, like, this draft, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people because of all the online stuff that could be packed, that could be a bunch of stuff going on. So, um, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's a tough question. I, I would say that, you know, Detroit, I, mean, I just don't, a team really putting a ton of draft capital and going up get them in, I mean, rather than maybe going up one pick itself. Um, but yeah, you never know. Um, I think it, it would be just be more for quarterback, to be honest. You, um, but Simmons, he's a pretty poor on prospect. You did say in your answer that this would be a pretty crazy draft, which I think everyone would agree with. But Ian Rappaport also said that an anonymous NFL general manager told him that this draft is going to be unlike any other because, like, the media has never been more wrong with their mock drafts. Do you see this draft getting pretty crazy? Like, in terms of, like, picks and um, trades? I mean, it's, not, it's definitely possible. There's more uncertainty than any year before. Um, so, yeah, definitely possible. Um, you know, I think every draft you're surprised by something. Um, so... You know, to get like speaking, like last, uh, you know, there hasn't been too many spoilers for me the last few years, obviously, because I, I, I'm kind of seeing what's coming. Um, so, you 
even from my, you know, from people high in the organization just telling me, you know, they're going to take a tackle. It's not very specific. Um, so it is what it is. Um, you know, we'll wait and see. Um, you know, yeah. catch me on Thursday night and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll give you my own assessment of how surprised I am. All right, that's it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, no problem. Uh, you know, I, I respect the podcast game, and uh, yeah, you know, for the listeners out there, you know, give give this podcast a listen. Um, follow me on Twitter at um, yeah. NFL underscore unnamed, um, and you can you can go to my website unnamednfl.com and I'll answer any of your questions. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, bye. bye. I'd really like to thank NFL Unnamed again for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And like I said, give him a follow. I'm not going to be posting the next episode of my podcast until after the draft, but I will be posting an article on my sports blog tomorrow. So please check that out. And I hope you all take a look at the 2020 NFL draft. It should be very fun.